So if you are having that imposter syndrome where you think maybe I'm not good enough and then you also think there's only so much business out there, so where am I going to go? Because not only am I not good enough, but there isn't enough out there. Then mm -hmm. either you need to get in a new business or you need to get a new mindset. Learn modern marketing that you can use to grow your business in today's competitively spooky landscape. This is Digital Marketing Masters with mummified Matt Rouse and ghoulish Jeremy Marcotte. Welcome to Digital Marketing Masters. I'm your host, Jeremy Marcotte, and I'm here with Matt Rouse. Say hi, Matt. Hello. Today is a special episode. It's Halloween, right? So I want to talk about things that's spooky. kind of scary. Goo, spooky, scary. We're going to talk about a dozen habits of people going nowhere, right? That's right. So it may not sound scary, but when you actually dive deep and look into it, you're scary like... Scary if you're them. Yeah. If a lot of these are ringing true... Here's your heads up. All right, so let's get into it. A dozen habits of people going Now, nowhere. wait, just before wait. we get completely into it. Oh, sidetrack, squirrel. Okay. Well, we're not going to sidetrack. What we're talking about here is there is 5,000 articles that get published every day about what's the best morning routine or like five habits of millionaires or 10 habits of billionaires or the 20 things that people do. to. But nobody ever talks about the shit you shouldn't do. Right. So let's talk about the stuff that sucks. <laughs> Sucky stuff. For Halloween, the scary, spooky crap that people do <laughs> that stops them from doing more with their life. <laughs> so the easiest one, like, and the, you can categorize this as a lot, right? Laziness. Yes. Just straight up, I'm not going to do it because, you know, somebody else could do that or. Right. Somebody should do something. Somebody should. It would take me 30 seconds to do this. But I'm not going to because, A, it's not part of my job or, you know, I'm just not going to do it. It happens all the time. Yes. And I don't think we really need to beat Constantly. that dead horse, do we? Walk into any store anywhere and watch someone drop something off the shelf and not pick it up. Ooh, my favorite is uh, when you're walking through and you're at the checkout and you look at the shelves right there and right. you see random crap that people have decided they don't want anymore. And instead of taking the extra 10 seconds and handing it to the cashier, right. they just put it up on the shelf and let them deal with it after their shift. That's that's super. Or people who leave shopping carts in like a parking space. Mm. Those people, I mean, honestly, I think we should just execute. There's a special place in hell for them. I'm just kidding. I'm not trying to say we should use violence <laughs> in any way. But, you know, and while we're talking about disclaimers, this is a list that is not inclusive of things like culture and status and where you were born and who your parents were and race and disabilities and all these things. OK, so. I fully understand that is it a lot easier for some people to get ahead than it is for others from they have a different starting point right. and they have different challenges, right? But I think that we can say if you were to take two people that had the same starting point and the same challenges and one of them had a bunch of these habits that are negative habits and one of them didn't, the one who didn't is going to get a hell of a lot farther than the one who does. Right. So we're talking regardless of social or economic status here. Period. If right. you do these things or you don't do these things, you're going to notice a difference. So a precursor to laziness is procrastination, right? Right. So for those that don't know, procrastination is waiting until the last possible moment to do something. And then you feel rushed and you're not putting out your best work. Or maybe you are. You're probably not. 
and things just tend to creep up to the last moment of your deadline. So You know what happens is, what are you doing while you're procrastinating to do that important thing? And there's two things. Nothing. Well, yeah. One is nothing that's getting you anywhere. Netflix and chill. Netflix and chill. But it's not always that, right? People complain about this on social media a lot. It's like you're trying to get the kids loaded up and get everybody into the car to go on vacation or something. And then suddenly your spouse has some random task that they just decided to do that they haven't done for the last six months. But now it has to get done right now. Right, like, so you sit in the car with the kids for the next. Yeah, 15 I gotta, minutes. I gotta fix the garage door <laughs> before we go. It's because their brain is trying to come up with excuses for them not to do the difficult thing of traveling with their whole family across the country or whatever it is. Right, so your brain can make up reasons that in your mind are reasons that are literally just excuses to make you do something different and make that other thing that you're doing seem important, so that you can procrastinate about the thing you're supposed to be doing. That explains so much in my life right now. Doesn't it? (laughs) But the other thing about procrastination is, like, when we went to Content and Commerce, Content and Conversion Summit. Yeah, it was CNC. I can't remember which C stands for which thing. It was Digital (laughs) Marketer CNC Conference a couple years ago. Jesse Itzler, I think is his name, was talking there. And he had, like, just basically simple stories out playing in the yard with his kids. And they had the hose out, and they were, like, spraying stuff or whatever, summertime. And then he was going to go back in the house. He's like, oh, I'll wind up the hose put that shit away later. And then he was like, you know what? I think I better just do it now. And mm-hmm. the point is, he realized in that moment, if I don't do it now, I'm not going to do it later. All I'm doing is saying I'm going to do it later, but I'm not going to do it later. Right. So he's like, I better go do that up now because... How you do anything is how you do everything. So if you're going to procrastinate with the hose, what are you going to do when it's important? Procrastinate. Right. Same with laziness. But the pro If you're sitting on your ass all day, eating Cheetos off your stomach, watching Netflix instead of getting your business done, right? What are you going to do when it's something important and vital? Sit on my ass ass. and eat Cheetos and watch Netflix. So laziness, procrastination, that's two. How about attaching to more capable people? That happens constantly. Somebody's bound to do your work if you just hang out with them, right? That's right. Did you ever have school group projects? Yep. Who did the projects? Everyone? Yeah, no. Everyone equally distributed the work and all of them succeeded as a group? I had that happen one time and it was a freak accident. That is a freak accident. <laughs> but no, every other, otherwise it's literally one person doing all the work and then coming back and saying, okay, if anybody asks, you did this, you right. did this, and you did this. I would say there's usually... Yeah, one person who, like, does their share and one person who does theirs plus everyone else's share. Mm-hmm. That's who you want to be. You want to be the person who does everybody else's work. Yeah, I know it sucks at the time, right. but later in life, when you're trying to run a business and you have staff and you have things and stuff goes wrong, you need to be able to pick up the ball and do all those other people's work and still get your own work done and be like, I get shit done. Right. Instead of one of those people who says... I'm going to let Karen get it done for me and then ride along. And then when it comes time that you need to know how to do stuff, you don't. As a side note, I wouldn't have Karen do anything. She's just going to ask for the manager. That's right. And if your name is Karen, sorry, not sorry. And now a quick break. Digital Marketing Masters will return. (laughs) Are you ready to stop grinding and start making an impact? Are you tired of working long hours and not growing your business? Get Matt's new book, Flattening the Hamster Wheel, on Amazon now. Just go to hook2.us slash hamster. 
That's H-O-O-K-T-O dot U-S forward slash H-A-M-S-T-E-R. So the next one I think is is binge watching. Netflix and chill. I, I crack jokes about it, right? But it's a it's a legit thing. People can now sit and binge watch entire shows, not just one or two episodes. I'm talking seven, eight, 10, 12 seasons in some cases of a show in effectively one sitting, right? Because you just right, push like a play. weekend or something. Right. They- so people do that. That's like so. Now let's clarify time, again right? a little bit. Okay. So. Binging is not necessarily bad. You got some time off, you're sick or whatever, you want to watch a show a bunch, that's great. Mm-hmm. Or if you used to be watching cable or regular television, you can't see my air quotes, but people would sit down and watch five or six hours of TV a day, even though it's different shows. Right. And eight minutes of commercials every hour. Mm-hmm. Right. But now they're just binge watching one show. The thing that you need to do is when you're finished binge watching something, right? Like you finish watching a show, you either need to say, I'm going to watch two episodes a night regularly or, you know, whatever that amount is that's right for you. But you can't get to the end and go, what should I watch next? You should be saying, what should I do instead of watching more television? Oh, right. Game changer. It is a game changer. And you can, there's other people who binge other things, right? Like I know people reading three, four fiction books a week. That's great. And I mean, reading is still good for you, but maybe you could sneak in a business book there, right? Right. Something about what you're doing instead mm-hmm. of that. And I mean, people binge music, they binge all kinds of stuff, right? So with the binging, I don't want to say economy, but culture, right? right. With the binging of culture comes binging more than just one thing at a time. So that's another thing on the list too. You can't really focus because I'll sit there while watching a show. I'll be scrolling on Facebook or whatever, right? right. Playing on the internet, playing a game on my phone. I can't focus on one thing. It's hard for me right. to just sit still and be That's like, multitasking. I'm going to do this. That's another this. problem. So yeah, focusing, multitasking is all, you're, you're everywhere and, and your brain doesn't really slow down. No. But the other thing with binging is like, you could binge stuff that's positive, mm-hmm. right? If you binge read business books or something like that, if you're into business or marketing books for marketing, whatever it is, right, for your industry, that's probably a good thing. The only thing is you're not giving yourself any downtime, just like you're saying, with constantly being, you've got scrolling on Facebook while you're watching television, well, you know, like the three screen lifestyle where you're watching the TV while you're on your phone with your tablet or your laptop on your lap, right? Mm -hmm. That is not giving you any space for your brain to sort out what the important stuff is and think about it. Oh, So you need a little bit of slack in your life. So figuring out how to meditate, how to just take a few minutes and unplug right. something. You don't have to meditate. but just Most people, where they get their best idea? Uh, on the toilet. Or? Right before they sleep, in the sun, outside. Shower? In the shower. That works too. Pretty much everyone says shower if you go out. To- Honestly. You're an odd person. 99% <laughs> of my good ideas come from the toilet. I'm just um, kidding. But here, don't use your phone on the toilet like most people. It's something like that. 70% of people consume video with the sound off on the toilet. Okay. Now on think about media. that. That's a lot. You're touching your toilet. You're touching your phone. Hey, I'm not saying whether it's right or wrong. I'm just saying statistically that's what people do. I'm saying it's disgusting wow, because maybe. playing with your phone on the toilet, watch Mythbusters. There's a fecal matter episode. Fecal matter on your phone and then you put it up to your face to answer the phone. Hey. Yeah. And you wonder why you're sick all the time. That's Come right. on now. Talking about sick all the time. <laughs> We're going to get to that soon. <laughs> so minor happenings in personal lives too, right? So This one drives me crazy when people do this. 
I need to go change a tire. Okay, now that's a bad example. No, I actually had to change a tire. Here's the example. <laughs> a minor happening is like Karen said something bad about Sally in the office, blah, blah, blah. It's like gossiping. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, my God, my boyfriend said this to me. I don't believe it. I need someone to talk to for 90 minutes. No. <laughs> they don't need someone to talk. Well, maybe they do. Therapist. They don't need to talk to you for 90 minutes during the workday. No. What they need is you to say, hey, you know what? I am really busy, but I've got 30 minutes around 7 p.m. tonight I can talk to you because I'm only just going to binge the show anyway. Right. <laughs> so I can talk to you while I'm on the phone. Well, and, and if it's one of those things where let's say Karen has this problem frequently, right? Karen should call somebody like Kara Bedecki. Yeah, get some counseling. counseling. Get some counseling. Just go pay somebody to listen to all of your crap problems that nobody in the office needs to know because that just harbors a negative workspace. And when you bring all that extra baggage into the workspace, it's negative and it brings people down. And then you can't get your work done. So let's talk about task switching for a minute. Okay. We've talked about this before in the podcast, but task switching is a huge problem. It's a problem in our office, it's a problem in every office, right? Mm -hmm. Task switching is the amount of time it takes to figure out where you left off, get back to work, and get back to concentrating on a task. And the average is 15 minutes. Right. So if Karen's calling, I'm sorry I'm picking on Karen today. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I keep seeing those memes that they say stuff about Karen. (laughs) So now it's in my head. It's either her or Felicia. So if John's calling you, John calls you once a day to tell you about his relationship problem and then Karen calls you twice a day and Bob texts you four times and all this stuff happens that has nothing to do with your work or things that you need to be doing Mm -hmm. and you count the 15 minutes it takes to get back on task for every one of those things even if four people called or text you once a day you've lost an hour right so do you want to lose an hour of your work day every single day no because that's 20 hours a month it's a lot of time it's over 100 hours a year gross if you spent an extra 100 hours working on your business, how much further along do you think you'd be? Ooh, a lot. Yeah. Or you could watch like three <laughs> seasons of The Office. I was going to say, <laughs> that's at least a good show. <laughs> so, okay, we're talking about negative. Talking negative and bringing negativity in the workplace is one thing, but a lot of people don't necessarily hang around the right type of people. So they're hanging with the wrong people. They're hanging with negative people that aren't where they want to be. Maybe it's an old high school friend that's just going nowhere, right. stuff like that. So how do you go about that? Like, a lot of people are like, well, you're being pretty judgy, you know, like judge not, blah, blah, blah. Well, I'm going to tell you, everybody's judging everybody subconsciously anyway. So you might as well come to terms with the fact that you need to kind of look at the people that you hang around with and say, is this person a positive influence on me or not? And if they are not, then maybe you should spend less time with them. I'm not saying get rid of all your friends or anything like that. Just cut down that contact a little bit. Maybe hearing from Karen, who's had the same job since high school, that's not necessarily a good career, maybe isn't really going to help you grow a business or learn how to be an entrepreneur or take it to the next level. Or Right. I heard years ago, like, you can tell where somebody's going to be in the next five years by the books they read and the people they hang out with. Yeah. Usually they say you're the sum of the five people you hang out with the most. Whether that's true or not, I mean, it seems to be based on if you talk or go to talks and you hear people or podcasts or read books about people who have become successful, Mm -hmm. often they've kind of started on a path of breaking these kinds of bad habits. And then that led them to meet people 
who were doing better things and then more people who were doing even bigger things and then they've kind of worked their way up the ladder, not saying that they're not friends with people that they don't hang out with as much anymore, but right. And a it's lot not, of times the people who got you where you are are not the people who are going to get you where you need to go. Right. And it's not always... Unless they're growing too. True. It's not always the fact that, you know, this person's better because what is better? It's all a matter of opinion, right? Right. Like, yeah, that guy makes more money, but is he happy at home? Is his home life great and fantastic? Maybe. Maybe not. You know, sure. who really knows? So it's not so much of taking the ideal picture of what is better and where do I want to be. It's literally taking that step back and saying, what will make me happy? If being a family man or, a, you know, a, a family person is what your ideal is, then go spend time with people who have put their family first. Right. Maybe and- you don't want to be hanging out with gym down at the sports bar doing Jaeger bombs. Right. And maybe you don't want to be hanging out with or spending a lot of time with the solopreneur that's spending 70, 80, 90 hours a week on their business. That's not showing you how to be a family person and and spend more time with your family and focus on that. So figure out what's right for you. Yeah. I mean, you got to have growth goals and what do you want to do with your life? But also like you need people who are growing, right? I'll give you a perfect example. Okay. Talking about binging things that are positive, I am a serial binge podcast person. I Every time I get in the car, I listen to a podcast, mm-hmm. a lot of times outside of the car. But I only listen to educational podcasts. I don't listen except for the Ron Burgundy podcast, but let's put that aside for a moment. <laughs> Shout out. That was pretty good, actually. But anyway, don't hold it against me. You're allowed to have guilty pleasures. True. So if I'm learning, let's say, half an hour of important stuff few times a week, so maybe a couple hours of learning a week from all the podcasts I listen to, mm-hmm. and somebody else isn't, right? Right. Maybe they're learning one thing a week. So I'm learning four things a week. They're learning one thing a week. And I do that every single week, all mm-hmm. year. So I've learned 200 things by right. the end of the year, and they've learned 50. Right. And, you know, over a five-year period, I've learned 1,000 things. They've learned 125. They've learned 125. Something like and, that. Yeah. So... The gap grows larger between you and someone else the longer time goes on and the more you're doing to grow as a person and as a business owner or an entrepreneur or whatever that growth is Mm -hmm. and them. You're actually going to naturally kind of grow apart from other people that you hang out with, honestly. And it doesn't mean you don't like them. It doesn't mean you don't still go hang out with them, right? Right. I mean, it just means you're not hanging out with them every day. Everybody has, you know, their group of friends they used to hang out with from high school or whatever, right, or college or whatever that may be. And maybe now you don't see them as often. That's okay. Right. right? Maybe you have other people that you hang out with. Now, if you have no one to hang out with. That's a problem. That's a problem, right? <laughs> Especially if you have no one in your industry. Because mm-hmm. now you have nobody who you could talk to that understands anything that you're saying, right? right? So a good thing about that is they've done some studies that show that reading books written by people that you want to be like or hang around with or listen to podcasts from those people or watch YouTube videos of those people has a similar effect on your brain as if you hung out with them in person. So you can hang out with people, there's my air quotes again, (laughs) by listening to their podcast or reading their books or watching watching their videos and that kind of stuff. So you can kind of build that tribe around you even if you don't have those people around you, Mm -hmm. especially if you're in an area maybe that's economically depressed or... 
You don't have a lot of contacts. Uh, other thing is get on Meetup or Eventbrite or something and go look for local networking groups. Right. Find a business networking group. Go out meet some people. Don't just go to the ragers. So along with that too, though, stop making excuses. Here's the thing, right, is a lot of the things that we've mentioned so far can be fixed by just doing it and doing it right now instead of yep. procrastinating, waiting for the last minute, whatever the case is, right? So stop constantly making excuses. You know, it would be easier than just making up excuses constantly, getting shit done. Whatever it is, right? Preach. Do it. <laughs> it's like I hear this constantly from Matt. Um, just stop pissing off and do right. whatever it is, right? Uh, it doesn't matter if it's a, a work task, a family task, a whatever. You need to go to the doctor, stop putting it off. Go do it. Just go do it. Here's the thing with excuses is someone who makes excuses constantly will always have a new excuse even if you overcome the old excuse for them. Mm -hmm. So if somebody goes, well, I don't have time to do that, and you go, well, you do have time. You're just prioritizing something else. Right. And they go, well, I can't because – and now they're going to come up with a new excuse. Well, I didn't really learn that in school and it's hard for me. Well, pick up a fucking book and read it. Well, I have a hard time concentrating when I'm reading. Well, get it on audiobook then. Well, but audiobooks, I have a, you know, it's just one after the other. Well, here's what, here's what. Here's the thing. You don't want to do it and you don't want to get ahead. That's the actual reason. It's not an excuse. Yeah. If you stop making excuses, just go fucking do it. And here's, here's one thing that kind of segues into that too, right? And they have an excuse for everything, but nothing's ever their fault. That's right. It's always somebody else's. You're always waiting on somebody else. You're always, you know, oh, this person didn't do what they were supposed to do. Whatever the case is, it's not something that they learned at an right. older age, right? That's something that comes from your upbringing. It's kind of like a – almost like a narcissist thing, right? Somebody's right. like, well, I never got the breaks in life that you got or – and that – I mean it might be true, but it doesn't mean that you don't try, right? right. Saying – I can't start a business like Bob did because Bob's aunt died and left him $20,000. So that's how he started it. Right. Well, maybe you need to go out and hustle a little harder. Maybe you need to go find right? an aunt that's good. No, no that's bad. Um, <laughs> Don't kill your relatives. That would be bad. And it goes without saying. Yeah. Okay. So it, it's, it's an upbringing thing with that, right? Nothing's ever your fault. It's always circumstance or whatever the case is. You said, you know, right. well, they were given this. Who gives a crap, right? Figure it out. There's ways to do things for free or inexpensively. Right. <laughs> We're, we do marketing, right? And not everything that we do has a dollar amount to it. A lot of stuff is just time. And we take over for business owners that can't put the time in to do these things. Right. So it's time or money. They both have a value. And you want to do things that have compounded effects, right? Right. Like a podcast. Yeah. Perfect example. So what episode is this? 40? No, 30, 39. 39. Halloween yeah. spooktacular, spooktacular episode 39. So here's the thing. Donald Miller on his podcast had this one, a game that he likes to play called How Is This My Fault? And I know when we had Kara on, our counselor, she was saying maybe fault is a bad word, but it's a game that once you start playing it, it's super easy to get addicted to. And once you start playing it and being honest with yourself and playing the how is this my fault game, everything <laughs> in your life becomes a lot easier. And I've been doing it for probably a year now. And his example was he went out with some people for dinner. And, of course, he likes to get there early. So he's there 15 minutes ahead of time. But they were half an hour late. So now he's had to wait 45 minutes for them. Mm -hmm. And he was getting kind of pissed off. And he's like, wait a minute. When they asked me what time it was and they were like, what time do you want to go? And he's like, well, you know, maybe like around 7 o'clock or whatever. He, he didn't say, let's meet at 7. Right. He said, around 7. So 
to them around seven is seven thirty. Mm. Right? That's roughly seven. You know, it's ish. Yeah, the hour hand is still in the hour. We're good. So it's not their fault, right? They're not late. He didn't specify. Right. So that's how it's his fault. Okay. So if you play that game with yourself, with everything is like, if your employee doesn't do the task properly, then you didn't explain it well enough. Mm -hmm. And if you did explain it well enough, then maybe you didn't hire the right employee. Right. Right? Like, it's it's still your fault. So make everything your fault. Okay. I'm not going to even elaborate on that more. Makes sense. So here's another one, too. What you said it with, uh, maybe you didn't hire the right employee. Right. So there are people that are, air quote, sick all the time, but maybe they're not really sick. Maybe they just need a day off. Maybe whatever the case is. Right. They say they're sick. They're not at work. They're not doing their whatever they need to be doing. So... Now, this doesn't discount people who are actually sick. Right. There are lots of people who have lots of illnesses that are difficult to diagnose or whatever, right? I mean, there's 7 billion people in the world. There's tons of people with all these weird illnesses. I shouldn't say weird. I mean, they're just weird in the fact that maybe they're not properly diagnosed or they don't know what's causing them or it could be environmental mm -hmm. factors. There's all these things that go on with medical. And I totally don't want to be thought of like I'm calling out someone who has a recurring illness and saying you need to get your ass to work. Right. But what I'm saying is there are people who are not sick mm -hmm. who always say they are sick. Right. And the only time that they say they're sick is when they have something that's difficult to get done. Mm. Interesting. A lot of times it goes in cycles. So it's like, I'll give you an example. And this is from uh, like a, a vendor that we had worked with in the past. And we would do a project with them. We would get paid, right? That person would disappear for four or five time, four or five days at a time after they got paid. Mm -hmm. And then they, when they showed up again, they were sick, quote, Air for quotes. three or four days. Right. And then they would be broke because they spent all the money. And then it would be like, let's work 20 hours a day and do this and get this project done because we need to get paid again. And when we get paid again, they disappear for four or five days. Right. And then that is not someone who's sick. Well, maybe they are sick. Maybe they have like an addiction of some kind, but let's face it. They're not sick. Right. Like they don't have the flu. They're not going to the doctor. They are sick and probably binge watching <laughs> a show because they partied too hard. Right. You know, and, and you have to be careful, especially if you're an employer. I mean, you can't, if somebody tells you that they are ill, you need to talk to your HR staff and make sure that you're following the, you know, the state's law laws, yeah. and stuff. But also, I mean, you want to hire people who are go-getters, right? You want somebody who's going to be like, rah, rah, I want to get shit done. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you want people who are on board, who are, are a team player. Right. You can't be a team player if you're taking one to three days off every two weeks because you, quote, don't feel good. Right. Makes sense. So next one on the list is an abundance mindset. So they don't have an abundance or prosperity mindset. Mindset is huge. Yeah, mindset are, is everything. There are people that dedicate their lives to helping other people change their mindset. And if you live in a broke mentality, if you were raised in a, I'm only good enough for $12 an hour, like if you were raised in that atmosphere, breaking that cycle is hard. Yeah. The only way you're going to break it is if they raise the minimum wage. Right. <laughs> so that's bad. Right. So let me put you on the spot. Okay. I know you love getting put on the spot. I, it's my favorite thing Tell ever. me about when you went to Thailand. When I went to Thailand last year, 
We went to Thailand last year. You went to Thailand last year. Yeah. And you had kind of like a conference thing there about mindset. Yeah. My wife did a, a whole thing about mindset right. and, and getting into the right mind space. Yeah. And what was the idea behind changing your mindset? The idea was to bring abundance in whatever form you prefer, right? Speaking things into existence um, and not letting those mental blocks kind of get to you. And what would be a mental block? Mental block would be the I don't deserve it or I'm not worth it. Uh, we talked a while back, probably 10, 15 episodes again now, about the imposter syndrome. Right. Like you do this, you are a professional at this, but you always have that in the back of your mind. That I was imposter don't. syndrome with Kara Radecki. Yeah. So we talked about that, right? It's the imposter syndrome is something that a lot of people have, a huge amount of people have it, and it's just a mindset thing. It's switching that switch from broke mentality to an abundance right. mentality or prosperity mentality. Almost everyone has it. Right. When I first said, Jeremy, we're going to do a podcast every week, <laughs> I'm sure your first thought wasn't, man, I'm going to be awesome. Uh, yeah. No, not so much. Like, it was, I have a face for radio, and but that was pretty much it. Now that we're 50, 60 hours in. Feeling a lot more comfortable. Yeah. It's a lot more confident. You know, we got thousands of views, or like I always say views, thousands of, of plays or listens, right. right? We have subscribers, you know, it's... All the things, right? We have people so, writing us emails telling us that they love it, which is awesome. I've gotten 10 friends at least on LinkedIn just from the podcast saying, hey, you're right. doing a great job. Keep it up. I'm like, I know. My well, LinkedIn's thanks. blowing up. Thanks, man. I don't know you, but I'd love to get coffee if you're ever in the Portland metro area. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, we don't actually, strangely, about half of our listeners are outside of our kind of local area. but The last two I got were from New York and Georgia. Nice. So that was, it's fun seeing that... I had a guy from Egypt email me the other day. Oh, cool. Yeah. Wow. Shout out to Egypt. Nailed it. That's right. Um, anyway, so abundance mentality, you got to look at things, a, a couple of numbers, right? There's an example, 4th of July parade. The 4th of July parade in our town in Hillsborough, Oregon. That's is, pretty big. It's huge. Considering it's, we have 100,000 people. Yeah. And there's probably, I would say, 15 to 20,000 people that show yeah, up. Yeah, maybe more. It, it's a lot of people. But when you're looking at the abundance mindset, people are like, oh, there's not enough of that. Business owners are like, well, I can't have competitors because there's not enough people. Yeah, people are always thinking there's only enough, like there's only 10 plumbing jobs a week and I need to get 10 of those. Right. And that means my competitors need to get zero of those. Right. And when it's, in reality, there's probably 100. That's not an abundance mindset. An abundance mindset in that example, that plumber needs to think and realize that, okay, there are 10 if that's the finite number, right? But there's 10 for every plumber out there. Yeah, it's or not, maybe there's 10 in every other town surrounding my town right. that have no plumbers. There's an abundance. So in the Maybe plumbers July, isn't the best example. <laughs> it's, it's a little harder. Everybody has a toilet that has a house, has a toilet. Right. All right, so, so go on with Let's talk about the parade. So we're okay. driving cars in the parade. We're we driving those cars. little smart cars for D'Angelo Auto Sales. It's so much fun. So if you look at... The actual number, I think you pulled it up, was like 80,000 people. Yeah, it was something, something in that neighborhood. Something crazy, right? So if you look at this, you've got 80,000 people, and let's say 90% of them, aside from like the small kids, have a cell phone in their pocket. Cell phones cost anywhere from 200 to $1,200. Right. Thank you, Apple. And they're driving up the cost of consumerism. Anyway, so a lot of people have iPhones. A lot of people have just the cheapest... Samsung yeah, whatever, whatever let's, right? let's average it out. So let's say it's about $40 million a phone. 
between $200 and $1,200. $40 million of phones. Of phones. A phone. $40 million for a phone would be great. Anyway, so $40 million worth of phones on a small 4th of July parade in a small town, right? So the scale is crazy. So I think what we're trying to get at here is we're driving down the parade and it's block after block of people. Right. And if you only counted what they spent on their cell phones, it was $40 million estimated. Mm -hmm. That doesn't count all the money they spend on cars, transportation, entertainment, like every other thing. Right. You know, that they need to have food and education and all of those things, right? And that's just in one small 4th of July parade in one town right. of one city out of you know, literally thousands and thousands of cities just in the United States. Mm -hmm. Like there is an unreal amount of money in the world. Right. So let's use It's a number that's so big you can't imagine it. Let's use another example. So you've got a football stadium. Right. 50,000 people. Now, that's a big stadium. It is. So here's the thing, though, right? You've got 50,000 people in it. Let's make every one of those people a millionaire. That's a lot of millionaires. There are now 50,000 millionaires. That's how much money Elon Musk is worth. That's right. One guy. One guy. Is worth 50,000. Football stadium. Next time you're watching like a football game or a baseball game or something, look at every single person in the stands and imagine that that person has over a million dollars of net worth. Mm -hmm. And then add them all up. And that's how much money one person has. And then you do that with Jeff Bezos's numbers, and it gets like, <coughs> ridiculous, right? So there's yeah, so Jeff much. Jeff Bezos's net worth, I read the other day, was 123 billion. It just dropped. He's now below Bill Gates because <sighs> Amazon stocks tanked a little bit, like four uh, percent. I don't know if I'd call that tanking, but I guess well, it is. If when you, you have a hundred billion anyway, dollars, uh, 4 that's here nor there, right? So th <laughs> the important part is when you don't have the right mindset, not only. Are you undervaluing your time? Mm -hmm. You're undervaluing the cost of your services. You're probably not charging enough. Right. Right? And you need to have a realistic value, right? But what you're going to do is as you change your bad habits to good habits and you get better at doing what you do, then you can charge more money for what you do. Right. And you can build a larger business and maybe you adding employees or capacity, right? And those things allow you to make efficiencies that can increase your profit margin while you raise your price at the same time. So mm -hmm. now you can make even more money, right? Yeah. And I mean, yeah, not everything in the world is about making money, but let's face it, we're a marketing podcast. We're talking about making money. So right. there is the mindset that especially people who are like, I have to drag somebody else down so that I can be bigger. Mm -hmm. That is absolutely false, right? Right. Nobody – ever went broke trying to help somebody like accomplish their dreams. their dreams. Yeah. Yeah. And you need to have that mindset that there is not only is there enough for everyone, there's lots for everyone. Right. And if you're listening to this, then you have the device or equipment that you need mm -hmm. to help make yourself more abundant. You can make more money. You can do more things. And then the other thing about kind of a cross between imposter syndrome and an abundance mindset is you can't do the things that you would new, need to do to like 3x, 5x, 10x, 100x your business if you think that there are limits and ceilings to not only what you can do, but how much business is out there. Right. So if you are having that, that imposter syndrome where you think maybe I'm not good enough and then 
you also think there's only so much business out there. So why do I like, where am I going to go? Because not only am I not good enough, but there isn't enough out there. Then mm -hmm. either you need to get in a new business or you need to get a new mindset. Right. It's a lot easier to get a new mindset. Yeah. It's a lot cheaper. Right. I mean, money. you need to be realistic. Like, you know, like Gary Vee always says, he's like, I'm never going to play in the NBA. Right. So that's a dream that's not going to happen. It doesn't mean he couldn't own an NBA team. Doesn't he? Right. No, I don't think so. But I thought he did. Anyway. He's got a three quarter of a billion dollar marketing agency, though, that he started. Yeah. So. So that kind of goes into the last one. Being afraid of failure makes you a non-starter. If I don't try, I'm not going to fail. Here's the thing, right? I've ended up homeless because I'm like, you know what? I'm going to try this and I'm going to either fall on my face or I'm going to succeed and fell flat on my face. It's okay. It happened. It put me on the path where I'm at today. But if I wouldn't have taken that leap, then I would still be, I might've moved back to my hometown. I might be happy with 12 to $15 an hour, you know? Right. And in some towns, 12 to 15 bucks an hour is, is good wages. It's good money. You know, when rent's $600 a month. Right. Heck yeah. Some countries, that's really good money. Right. So having the mindset. Living and, here, it's not great. Right. No. Try, try living in New York. No, that's okay. That many people, I'd, uh, I think I'd go nuts. Kudos on you if you live in New York. You've done something that I yeah. refuse or to Or like do. San Francisco on 12 bucks an hour. Good luck. Yeah, not happening. So anyway, being afraid. A failure makes you a non-starter. So if you don't leap, if you don't jump, if you don't take chances, then you're just going to stay where you're at. You're going to stay stagnant. Right. It's not necessarily a great thing. It, but if you're stagnant at a, you know, $100,000, $200,000 a year job and you're okay living a mundane, like boring. You could grow whatever. as a person, right? Right. You know, you could have hobbies that you work at, like pick a musician, any musician, doesn't really matter. When I was kind of in the music scene when I was younger and growing up, I really liked Neil Peart as a drummer, right? Or like Steve Vai as a guitar player and, you know, lots of other people. Mm -hmm. But the first time that Steve Vai picked up a guitar, he didn't play like a crazy mad professional guitar player, right? No. I mean, he sucked badly, <laughs> right? I mean, that's the way it happens, right? Right. So, I mean, the, the first steps toward being good at something are sucking at something it's failing right like the first website i made was shit it was terrible it right. was in the 90s when you had to hard code everything well and not even only that like it was netscape navigator was like the only browser oh and my it was god just photos and it took all day to load well that like, was anyway the modem i know but but anyway yeah the point is that you start doing stuff crappy and then you, you know, fail at things and you keep failing and then you start to get better at it. And once you get better at those things, then you can get to a point where you're charging money for them and you're increasing your sales and learning all about business and how to grow and all those things. And right. every level you grow your business to, there's new things to learn. Mm -hmm. So you better get good at figuring stuff out. Right. And every overnight success has like 10 years yeah. of things that happened before grinding. that, right? So, you know, grind, 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 right. and then all Somebody of a sudden, Somebody didn't pull oh, out shit. a typewriter and write Harry Potter the first day. Well, it took her three days, and she's an amazing, amazing writer. Right, but she studied and read oh, absolutely. and worked for a decade at least before that, mm -hmm. right? It's not like she came out of the box like J.K. Rowling, was that her name? J.K. Right? Rowling, yeah. She didn't, she didn't come out and be like... I'm going to write a book about a wizard with a lightning bolt on his head and make a billion dollars. Like, 
That's not how it works. Right. No, she keeps losing her billionaire status, by the way. She gives money to so many different charities. It's amazing. Anyway. Good, Good honor. So that's one of those things. Find your passion. Do it. But don't be afraid to fail. I'm sure yeah. that before she wrote Harry Potter, J.K. Rowling came up with a bunch of crap that hardly anybody's read, you know, and there's numerous people that have the same thing have happened, right? They've tried, 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 failed, failed, failed. And then all of a sudden something clicked, the right person heard them, the right person found them, the the right business took note and said, you know what, I want to work with that person. Right. And it happened. Just do it. Change your mindset. Stop being afraid to take that leap and go better yourself, right? So we covered a lot of things today. Right. You know, it's some of it's- Should we recap and go I, down the list? I think we should. So, All right, so what's number one? Laziness. Laziness. Don't be lazy. Don't be lazy. Two, another sign of laziness is procrastination. Just do it now. How about attaching to more capable people? Be the more capable person. Binge watching binges. Yeah, don't be a binger of binges. <laughs> don't binge the binges. And the can't focus comes along with the binge watching, right? right? So focus. Focus, focus. Focus and get rid of distraction. Do one thing at a time yes. until it's done. Don't multitask. Minor things happen in their personal life, so stop with the he said, she said, oh my God. You Tell Karen believe. that you'll talk to her after work. If your sentence starts with, oh my God, you should hear. No, stop. Um, I don't want to hear it. Hanging around with the wrong people. If you don't have the right people to hang around with, listen to some podcasts, read some books. There you go. Constantly making excuses. Don't make excuses. <laughs> Nothing is ever their fault. Yeah, play the game, how is this my fault, with everything in your life, and everything in your life will improve. I'm sick, air quotes. Yeah, get healthy, sleep, eat right. Abundance, prosperity, mindset. There is enough of everything in the world for you to make more than you ever imagined. Being afraid of failure makes you a non-starter. You gotta fail when you start, so expect it. Now, here's the deal. Go forth and be profitable. Thanks for joining us this week. Thank you, Matt, as always. Thanks. We'll see you guys on the next episode. Happy Halloween. This has been Digital Marketing Masters with mummified Matt Rouse and ghoulish Jeremy Marcotte. For notes and a transcript of this episode, go to hookseo.com forward slash podcast. Now stay tuned for a preview of our next episode digital marketing masters join us next week as we talk about small branding marketing for black friday and cyber monday digital marketing masters is brought to you by hook seo digital marketing our show is produced by mummified matt rouse and shrieking scott burson mixed and edited by silent outburst productions i'm your announcer devilish daniel d gray we would love to hear your nightmares. I mean thoughts. Please leave us an honest review with your podcast provider. Your reviews help us help more business leaders just like you.